Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Isles Buzz Podcast. This is your one-stop shop for everything surrounding your New York Islanders. And now, here are your hosts, Dan Petru and Noel Fogelman. All right, Dan, I, I'm totally speechless. I, I know we do a podcast and we really shouldn't be speechless, but after the last two games, the only thing I can think of is, remember when Hulk Hogan used to get beat up? And then he started, you know, shaking, really shaking, and then he point the finger and then do the leg drop and win the match. Yes, that's how the Islanders felt the last two games. Yeah, Rick Flair, used to, Rick Flair used to do that too. Yeah, they, all the guys, you know, the Rock would do it and everything like that. Yep. They basically laid the smackdown on Pennsylvania the last two. <laughs> well, I yeah, in, in very small spurts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the last, they, you know, they got out of there with four points. They probably shouldn't have. But it's this streak is it's amazing. I mean, I know it's been 37 years since they've done something like this, but this is like this is unreal. It really well, just you know, no, there's no panic, there's no worry, and even if they came back last night, I think the attitude in the locker room would have been exactly the same. All right, we let one get away. And you know what, Trot said himself, they weren't happy with their performance last night. There's plenty to work on. You know, they they know, um, they know what is expected of them and giving up four goals a game is not expecting of them. So, but there's just no fight. There's no quit. There's no panic. And this team just fight. It pushes and pushes and pushes. And, and you know, Murray, both actually, both goalies played quite well. I know people are getting on Varlamov because he's giving up some goals, but for the yeah, most we'll part, he played, yeah, we'll get to that later. He played well last night. Um, but all in all, I mean, look, this, there's just, 
there's no panic and there's no it's hard to describe it's hard to even quantify obviously because the math nerds cannot quantify this but it's like okay we're gonna get one back here if we get one back we're probably gonna tie it up okay yeah we tied it up okay we tied it up and now we're gonna win it's just just no big it's like almost not no big deal but the level of confidence from the top of the organization all the way down to sparky it's just it's hmm. incredible yeah i mean the smile on sparky i've never seen it so big before uh and, you know, Trotz, you know, I made a great point after Saturday's game. It's like they're down, they're down three. And it's like every six and a half minutes, just get it, you know, get one. They were back. down three, but they had, but the first, the story of that first two periods yeah, there was, was Elliot was standing on his head. Right. You have a four and one, and then you just you hit off the post. It's like, it's not going to be your ninth, but sure enough, third period came around. They, they chipped away and chipped away, and then finally, Matt bars up. And I, the first time I saw his little move in the, in the shooter, I thought he kind of fanned on it. And that then I watched it. No. Play, I'm like, oh my god, that was unbelievable. Yeah, that's um, it's hard to describe these last two games. It's just, but it almost seems like status quo for this team. Everybody keeps doubting them. You know, they'll probably they'll probably be, maybe they'll move up to like 18th or 17th in some Canadian power rankings this week. Well, you know, um, the, they, the analytic lost. community hates them, but they yeah. just keep winning. And if they would have lost yesterday, they probably would have been right below the Rangers in some of the power rankings. <laughs> well, which is a, it's pretty fun. Um, you know, Dan Sarancini on Islanders Anxiety, part of the Lighthouse Hockey Net- Podcast Network. and Huge in Norway. The new, huge in Norway. Their, their latest episode is out. Also, my favorite Islander game is out. Check out both podcasts. Really good. Listen to both of them this week. Yes. Yes. And um, he made a great point that the Islanders are basically a full 82 games in hand against the Capitals. I mean, it's Capitals have played four more games, right? Or five? Four now, and I don't four. know if the Capitals are playing tonight. But the, the Capitals are basically going to take a month off so the Islanders can catch up. Always, It's unbelievable. And, and, and it's, so, it's so funny because the Caps – no, somebody on the – sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but somebody – on the cap, when the Caps media or something posted like the current streak that they're on, the Caps are on this amazing streak, and they've lost two points to the Islanders in the standings. Yeah, it, it, it's it's crazy. You know, Islanders are number one in certain power rankings, yet they're in second place mm-hmm. in their own division. Well, yeah, which is fine because you know both teams are going to obviously fall off at some point. They, both of them cannot keep up this this pace. But what and the thing is, they're not even creating distance between like even the eighth seed. I think they only have like seven points above the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. So it just shows you how really tight this league is. It really is. It's so tight right now. And it's, even though they've, they've won all these games, it's not like they have a big lead and they can rest on their laurels. They just want to keep compiling as many points as possible because you are going to hit a rough spat, a patch at some point. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, what? I think let's just, let's since we're talking about, let's just do the Tweet of the Week now because it's it's pretty clever. And we'll, we'll do the runner-up first because it kind of ties into last night's game. Uh, we also saw what happened with Pulak's uh, shot, and not not the goal in the third period in the, fir- in the first co- in the first period, probably 103, 104, whatever, right off Brock Nelson's head. He went down for a little bit, you know. Luckily, he came back and you know scored the goal and scored the overtime winner. Uh, reportedly, was not in the percussion percussion protocol, but whatever, you know, the league doesn't care about it. head injuries anyway. But tweet of the week by at words by Wonka. Brock takes a puck to the head. Trox tells him it's October. <laughs> it, it's great. I mean, that that was that was the leader going into probably about an hour before we started recording. Yeah, and, we'll get to the we'll get to the winner later. But yeah, that's the uh, that was the that was the leader in the clubhouse for a long time. 
Yeah, and you know, with with uh, Brock Nelson, we'll talk about Casey Zekas in a second. But Brock Nelson is reaching a milestone Thursday's game against the, the Penguins, 500th game in the NHL, which is it's, it's unbelievable already. All these guys, you know, reaching these milestones, and especially Brock Nelson, who everyone thought was a goner after last season. Uh, fans have had like kind of like a warm, warm cool relationship with him uh, since Trotz has taken over. This guy's been a different player. Yeah, he's not dependent on just goal scoring anymore. He's just he's a complete player. I think I think also Broussard has rubbed <coughs> excuse <coughs> Broussard has rubbed off on the uh the centers of this team. Yeah, I mean and look at that signing. You know, came came late in the offseason, very, you know, minimal contract and He's been a journeyman the last couple of years, but he he's been fantastic this year. He's got what thirteen points already. Uh, he's making play, you know, he's noticeable. Uh, and that third line, it's it's unbelievable. Now the Islanders actually have a third line. Yeah, when was the last time they had third line? And to touch on Nelson a little bit more since I'm not choking right now, um, he's so much more noticeable when he isn't goal score, isn't scoring goals. He's more noticeable uh, at both ends of the ice, the entire, the actually the entire rink. Uh, he's been big in clutch spots in overtime, especially. And, you know, he only had like, it's like, oh, he only has four goals, but he's racking up assists now, too. He's really showing himself to be a complete player. Yeah, he, he sure is. And, you know, no one really thought that Matt Barzal would be leading the team in goals at, at this point. No, move. but he's also evolving, too, and into a complete other look. I mean, Trotz has him looking like a Selkie finalist. He won't be, but you know what I mean. The, his, the improvement of his. In 200 foot game, I hate the word, I hate the cliche, but it really is true. He is shooting the puck more. He is more confident. He's playing responsible for the most part. He took a horrible penalty yesterday, but for the most part, he is playing more responsible in every aspect of his game, and it's just showing. And they're all of them are oozing confidence. And who would have thought that Derek Broussard was the top six winger that this team needed? Yeah, you know, like I guess this was Plan B after losing Adam Panarin. We all thought that okay, you know, not going to do anything, but they bring him. Basically, much like Robin Leonard, a show-me contract, a one-year deal. You know, they're pretty much at rock bottom at both their careers, and they both both rebounded, you know, very nicely. And it looks like Broussard is, you know, is going to be a keeper. And the thing, too, is by, by moving Broussard to the wing, they have some more flexibility now where they can leave Suzuki as the third-line center. Or when maybe Matt Martin comes back, you put the fourth line back together, then maybe Kovalev could be third-line center, or you can call somebody back up from Bridgeport. Yeah, um, you know, and you know, Cole Cole would probably be the, the one the one guy. Right, probably. Yeah, maybe you can bring him back up as one of your bottom six centers. Yeah, absolutely. Cole has been Cole has been okay though. I have that. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, he he's been fine. I was kind of surprised the other day that they actually scratched uh, Leo Komarov. You know, yeah, played a full eighty-two games where some nights he probably deserved to you know to sit out. But uh, yeah, Barry Barry Trotz was not wasting any time. You know, sat him out. One of the guys, I mean, I know Michael Del Cole, you know, hasn't really put anything on the score sheet, but he's he's been noticeable too. No, nah, but when Matt Martin comes back, he could. Oh yeah, it. no, he's he's going upstairs, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm not. He just doesn't do much of anything. He's fine in his own end, but he doesn't generate anything offensively. No, it, it's a it's a real shame. And that was his like kind of like his mo his first two years in Bridgeport. He couldn't generate his own shot, and he's right. he's got a great shot. But he, but you never, you never see it. <laughs> exactly, that's the thing. And then you know, finally last year he was able to do it, but it really hasn't translated at all this year. And unfortunately, you can't set him down without having to go through waivers. So you can put him in the press box, though. You can, you can kind of, you know, 
have him sit there with the extra uh, for, you know, being, you know, Rush Johnson as well. But, you know, back to Casey Zekas for a second, who reached 500 games Tuesday night. It's also unbelievable. And you know for a fact that I was never against that contract. I always loved Casey. I always thought he was one of the most indispensable Islander forwards. I thought it was too much money, but it's absolutely fine now. I had no problem with it at all. I know there was kind of a stretch where a lot of the fourth line players around the league were getting those contracts. He's been great. The only reason why he's on the fourth line is because that team, met, that line meshes so well. This was basically always a third line anyway. Usually got more minutes than the honors third line. Uh, 20 goals last year, basically all five on five, but maybe no power play goals. Basically sometimes a one-man penalty kill. He's been great. And it just shows you, and I, I kind of got killed a little bit on Twitter yesterday about posting you know, the 2009 draft where Garcino had a phenomenal draft that year. Obviously, no, the 2009 draft was fantastic. Why would yeah. anyone kill you over it? Well, because I, I mean, not over the draft per se, but there was killing about all of the Garcino's moves. moves okay. He's had plenty of bad ones, but the 2009 draft was not one of them. And that's, and that's totally what I said. People just don't. They read what they want to read. You know, Tavares was obviously, you know, great Islander. We could obviously say what happened, you know, in a, killing another coach and Mike Babcock today, but whatever. Uh, Calvin DeHaan was serviceable. You know, no, yeah, he's, he's a good NHL player, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, two goalies who went in the, I think, second and third round, Anders Nielsen and Miko Koskinen. Both, both in the NHL. NHL. Right, and one was traded to get Nicoletti, who was yep. also in the draft. Then we look at Zekas, say no more. Then you have Anders Lee, yep. say no more. You know, four players who were mainstays in your lineup. And two of one's your captain now, drafted in the sixth round. And the other one, your fourth round, he's basically being one of your top three forwards on the team in case of Zika. So you can say what you want about Garth. He had a great draft. And you can kill him about Michael Delpole. You can kill him about, what's his name, uh, Josh Hosang. I think it was Garth's problem wasn't draft day. It was everything after that. After that. No, yeah, it, the it, development of the players. or yeah, He couldn't fix anything in season. No, was, but Gar- Garth's draft days, where he had some great draft days. I mean, right. He, he did. He did have some. Some obviously, you know, took the wrong guy. But whatever. Everyone does that. And you can, everyone misses. But if you, if you want to look at the 2014 draft, you can say the two first round picks may not have been worked out. Fourth round, Devontae's. Yeah. Sure worked out. And some little news this week about our favorite white whale, Russian goalie Ilya Sorokin, basically said that he's not signing an extension in the KHL. He yeah, it's play. huge. Who knows what's going to happen next year, but it certainly sounds like he's coming to North America. Yeah, exactly. And he was drafted, I believe, in the third round that year. Mm-hmm. Him and Linus him and Armstrong both drafted that year. Uh, so who knows? Thomas Christ, you know, could walk at, at the end of next year. I don't think they're doing three goalies. Sorokin, I'm not sure, would be happy playing in the AHL for a portion of the year or all the year. So that's a problem to worry about late in the summer. Or, yeah, I'll worry about that in the offseason worry about you know, later on right. but you know speaking of the goalies you know thomas grace has been you know still has been fantastic people have been kind of down on Volamov a little bit because he's given up four goals and i think what three straight games now yeah i mean like uh to, to you know the or maybe uh, toronto game you can maybe give him maybe one of them he should have had back and last night maybe one of them he should have had back but for the most part you know like one went off of pellick when there was a deflection, like one was a breakdown, you let Gensel walk into the slot. I mean, 
I think he's also made some key saves in that game to keep it close too. He made a couple key saves. There's a two on one and there was a partial breakaway. Yeah. He, you know, so I have no problem with Varlamos numbers. And yes, there's going to be ebbs and flows. You know what? Grace is going to have a couple of games where he gives up three or four goals. It's a lot of averages. Uh, absolutely. And this, you know, the streak's not going to last forever. It's going to be a game. No, it's not. Four one. And it, it, it's going to happen. But, Which but we thought because it was going to be Saturday or last night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, and I think Varlamos faced a few more high danger you know, chances then uh, he has well. So, and the team looks a little, a little steadier with, with Bryce behind him, but also they played with him more. So, so they know. And I think, you know, Robin Leonard started off a little slow last year too. People, people forget that, you know, it took him a little while to kind of ease into it and kind of make his run. So I mean, this, this goalie rotation is going to last until I guess someone gets hurt. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess you don't, upset the apple cart because everything's going so swimmingly right now. But at the same time, I wouldn't have a problem with starting Grice in back-to-back games. You are right. that The team does seem to play a little more cohesive in front of him. But at the same time, I, I have no problem with Varlamov's play. He's, you know, look, there's really nothing to complain about right now. No, really, and that's the thing with Islander fans. You know, they need to look for something. <laughs> Got to fabricate something. This is like uncharted waters. You know, just just enjoy this. This, this is unfortunately not going to last no, it's not. But you got you bank the points and then you, just, you go from there. I mean, I know with the streak and then with my backpack being fired and just it's you know it's it's a great time to be you know an Islander fan. Oh, look, this team's clicking. I'm, this team's clicking. Nolan Eberly and Lee haven't gone off yet. No, they, they really haven't. You know, you know Bailey's been steady. But you know who I haven't really talked about and like we we spoke about this off you know off air all summer. But you, you know what you're going to get from most of these players. You know, you know what you're going to get from Nelson, Eberly, Lee, Bailey, you know, Barzal. But there's one guy who was kind of a wild card was Anthony Bavillier. Who, yeah, he stepped up. He stepped up immensely. He's been fantastic. Different player. And if he can just kind of get this consistency throughout the whole year, he'll tell you what this kid could be. Yeah. And you're like, well, right now he looks like a 55 to 60 point forward, which is something they desperately need. Yeah, and it's just it's another you know, secondary option scoring, which which is fantastic for this team. Yeah, it's one of the things. It's like if you look at this team externally. For if you don't follow the team, you're like, who are all these? You know, who are all these players? Or this team isn't that good. They're kicking their coverage. But if you watch this team night in night out, there are some really good players in this team, and also some players that are very undervalued league wide. Yeah, and teams are afraid to play the Islanders. You know, it's it's not like we're, we're, now we're going to play our backup goaltender and just, you know, sit on it all game. You know, it's like they're coming in. You want to beat this team now. You want to beat Barry Trotz. You know, this, this team is good. This team's legit. And, you know, it's, and, and I'm not getting ahead of ourselves saying that this team is going to be one of the favorites in the Eastern Conference. I'm really not. I'm not ready to go there yet, but I do definitely think this team will has a chance to be very good. Um, and this whole scoring by committee is great. But scoring by scoring by committee normally does not work in the playoffs, so I'm not ready to go crazy yet. However, if Barzell is going to emerge as someone who's become a 30 to 35 goal scorer, then that kind of changes everything. Right, and if you can get the same, you know, like 25 to 30 out of Anthony Bavillier, which is not really asking a lot of him if he's going to be this consistent, you can get 25 from Nelson, Everly, and Lee. There's just scoring right now. I mean, they had the scoring in the first round against Pittsburgh. Just yeah, everyone went away abruptly. Everyone stopped in the second round. 
Right. So, but the power play is much better too. And like we spoke about that in the off season, that if this power play improved, you would see a tick up on some of these people's, on some, on a lot of these players' numbers. Yeah. It's, a, it's the only thing that it's not generating enough opportunities on the power play. You know, they're Correct. they get them. It's just, just, and, and they're so far behind. I think the second, the second to last team in the league right. too. It's, it's right. ridiculous. So that's what they have to do. It's just kind of, well, maybe as you win, maybe you get more chances, you know, maybe their the officials are still, disbelieve that the Islanders are this good as well. But, you know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, they they do have to generate more chances, and they've, you know, it does seem like the refs miss one or two a game. Um, but that's league-wide. Uh, part of the thing, too, is they don't have, they don't kill, the, they don't kill it when it comes to time of possession. No. So, um, you know, they're not, they don't generate a ton of traffic and when they you know they also don't take frivolous shots so then you know, they, they could still drive the net more um but when they they do get to those dirty areas they, they that's where you you know you draw your penalties so yeah and with that they really still only have the one guy and there's lee who kind of crashes the net and kind of yeah but the power play looks so much better it, it looks light years better yeah i mean cause with... and what is it right now like 13th 12th something like that Something like that, and, and that's you know, all it needs to be. That's all it needs to be for the whole year. Yeah, and it's especially if you have you know Pulak, you know being accurate with the shot, that's going to create so many more rebounds and so many more chances. Right. All right, and coming up after the break, you'll hear about our new sponsor, also the tweet of the week, and some breaking news involving Simon Holmstrom. I'm not going to want to miss that. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Make sure you check out all the great podcasts on the Lighthouse Hockey Podcast Network, Dan Sarancini and Mike Leroffs, Islanders Anxiety, we know the Islanders Award winners, My Favorite Islander Game, the PT Isles, their fabulous show as well, and we have a new sponsor on our show, VintageIceHockey.com, tremendous site, all former and defunct, you know, hockey teams and leagues, anything you can think of. Ones that you didn't even know existed. I, <laughs> yeah, I saw some that were really like like the Cape Cotters. Yeah, there are some great ones. I spent a good half hour. You can fall down a hole there. Oh, totally. And it's like I want to basically buy like 10 of them. So I have a lot of my cart now trying to decide which ones. They make great holiday gifts. Holidays right around the corner. That's right. And if you want to buy some right now, we'll give you our very special promo code. Dan, we've made it. We actually have a promo code now. What a big deal. We've come a long way, my friend. Come a long way from my uh, living room. That's right. Yeah, exactly. But if you use the, the promo code BUZZ15, that's BUZZ15. BUZZ15, yes. Let's get that yeah. right. <laughs> Your offer and a portion will come back to us, which we will donate to charity, which we're very excited about. But Kevin does a tremendous job does an absolutely great job. There are hoodies, there's mugs. Think of a team, it's on there. I mean, I that's, actually, that's, that's, well, that's not necessarily true because I had thought of a team and it wasn't on there. 
Really? Oh, come on. Yeah. yeah. I know, I know, but I was there was a, t- a shirt I wanted to buy, and it wasn't there. So the first time we actually have a sponsor, you're shooting them down. No, I'm, I'm gonna. There's, I'm, I'm gonna look. There's, there's plenty of things that I like on there. I, I want to get New England's whale, New England Whalers T-shirt. I want to get a Long Island Ducks maybe hoodie. Um, I think I want to get a New Haven Hockey Club one. But there was one team I looked for that wasn't there. Well, you know what? You can contact Kevin on the site. There's a contact us button. You can let him know. I wanted to get a Springfield Indians T-shirt. Okay, so yeah. let him know. I'm sure. Which he- might sound actually sounds a little offensive, but. <laughs> Yes, maybe that's why he uh, didn't do it. He's, he's I don't know that because that, that was the uh, that was the minor league team of the Islanders and the Whalers when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thinking maybe I'll do um, the Utah Grizzlies. The Islanders, yeah, affiliated from many years ago. But wasn't there the weren't they the DC area one too? Some kind of metro one. It was the Capital District Islanders. Oh, that's a terrible name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then they have the Making Whoopi, Making Georgia Whoopi. That's right. Is, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they had the Binghamton Whalers. They might have them. Well, you know what? Everything's listed on the website by state. It makes it very easy. That's right. Uh, I live in Massachusetts and Connecticut. I have not searched much in New York. I haven't gone through New York in its entirety yet. Yeah, but you know, everyone check out the website, vintageic.com. Yes. Use our promo code BUZZ15. You'll get 15% off. Holidays There's Canadian teams, I think, on there as well, Noel. Cares about Canada? Come on. <laughs> Segway. Yeah, no, I, I'm kidding. But no, it's um, it's a fantastic site, and we're happy to have Kevin and uh, his site joining the uh, Buzz family. Definitely. Yes. Yes. But now let's get to the tweet of the week. Yes, tweet of the week, which is late, late changing tweet of the week. Yes, pretty much like the uh, Islanders uh, last couple games. You know, the winner comes very late, but yes, the goalie from- was pulled. Exactly. It's from our friend, uh, the SUV, you know, the SUV, the SUV, yes. Twitter. Yeah. According to Elias sports at Maple Leafs have fired more coaches one than the Islanders have lost its regulation since October 11th. That's fantastic. It's, it's amazing. I mean, it's, and look, we're, you know, I, like, I, you know, we're not, uh, maybe we are trolling the a place a little bit. Yeah, we are. You know, it's yeah. not so much just trolling. They were trolling Canada. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Yes, because they like we are such an afterthought to them. It's it, we, you know, we're just a lazy narrative that we play in 16 different arenas and no one goes to our games and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And you know what? I no mean, one's like, brought up DiPietro's contract in a while. No, I mean, why should you? You know, I mean, why? <laughs> but that was, you know, that usually was a fallback. Yeah, of course. But, you know, you, you have to look at um, it was a tweet like was it? I think it was last December from uh, was it John Mattis? About how the how uh, Tavares was trolling away on you know the island, and now he can finally be unleashed. Oh, that one's aged so well. Yeah, and the only thing that's been unleashed are his head coaches. Now he's <laughs> got what, five head coaches fired. Or yeah, he five. hasn't gotten them all personally fired. I, I I'm totally kidding. I mean, obviously, and, I, and with all that being said, it's not his fault the Maple Leafs stink. They're poorly constructed. No, I mean, he wanted to go home. He felt comfortable with a losing organization, and that's what he did. You know. <laughs> But what else, what else can you say? He saw, he saw Barry Trotz, you know, cup winning coach. He's like, why would I want to be with success? I'll go with Mike Babcock. Who no, wasn't no, no, that no. Game. Let me go here. Let me go with an unproven GM because Lou Amarillo has won cups. Kyle Dubas has won what? Nothing, right? Maybe a game of Uno, maybe a game of Scrabble. One nothing. I think the, I think the thing is he, what it boils down to. He had to have just wanted to go home. That's what it has to boil down to. Of 
that's yeah. that's that's the only thing that that's the only really because you know by signing him they closed their window almost yeah and the thing is like this year is they're gonna have to be on some run now just to just to get into the first round and lose again is their first round pick lottery protected because they traded it to get rid of a contract remember they traded to carolina yeah that was uh marlo right the marlo deal yeah i wonder if that that has to be lottery protected Oh man, Carolina's gonna be laughing their ass off right about now. Could you imagine if it's not lottery protected? I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but still, it'll be a pick around the teens. I mean, you you would think that he'd be smart enough to, but he probably was cocky enough saying, "Why do I need to protect this? I got yeah." Mark. No, I bet you it's lottery protected. It's gotta be. It's Who gotta knows? be. It's gotta be. <laughs> it, it's what is it? Billy King, the former GM. Of the Nets who didn't protect any of his lottery picks when he traded uh, them all, you know. I mean, it's like that's why he's former GM now. That's but, true. You know, but it's it's, it's funny thing is I think I was at Darren Drager said Babcock saw the writing on the wall once Lou left Lamarillo once Lou left. It's like uh, no, they had a hundred point season last year. I don't think that you know. No, I mean it was another you know heartbreaking first round exit, and you know you can't make excuses. You, you, you got to go in there. You, you got to win. But I mean, it's also a kind of a symptom of the very flawed playoff system that the NHL has. Yeah, it's they they are yes, that's true. They, it's unfortunate that they I were that, top the, ten in points and they had to play another team that was top ten in points in the exactly. first round. Right, and even when the commission makes a joke about it, you you know it's basically uh, right. You know, which is I mean, but whatever, that's their problem. They they can worry about it. They can watch the Islanders in the playoffs this year. But okay, wow, that's some sass. Okay, we're not we're not on Maple Leafs podcast. That's oh. uh, Mike in Buffalo's job. So let's uh, let's move on. Yeah, right. But I mean, you know, I joked about you know having Tavares, you know, have his you know his coaches fired. But you know, Cappy, I mean, obviously, Cappy was there a long a long time. You was know, he? We, it didn't seem that long. <laughs> man, maybe a year or two or a decade. Who knows? I mean, it was it was a while. It you was know, a mean, long time. I mean, you can't play Scott Gordon basically coached an AHL team anyway. That was a bad yeah, roster. That, that roster was just terrible. They had that. We need to revisit that roster. Wait, no, we don't. Come on. We're, we're you know, 14-0-1 right now. You know, no, at some of, point, though, we need to sit down and just we need to revisit that roster. You know, let's let's move upon. I went to quite a few games that year, too. That team was dreadful. Yeah, it was, I mean, like, what, John Sim, Andy Sutton, right? Richard Park. Bruno Gervais. Andy Hilbert, Chris Campoli, right? I mean, like all these guys. I think right? those guys. Right? I'm not sure if Marty Reisner. Campoli was still there. Was Mike Comrie on that team? I, no, I think Mike Comrie was gone already. And so was Campoli. They were traded together. Right, Dean McCammon, right? They got him in that deal. <sighs> yeah. yeah, we have to look at that roster. I don't know. We're speculating right now. Some of those people were on it. Yeah, and then they had um, was it Martin? Seven goalies. Yeah, Dwayne Rolison, right? Those are the two, right? Peter Peter Menino, yeah, Nathan well, that was, Lawson. Yeah, that was what the ten eleven year when they had like. Oh yeah, just, they all blend together. Those teams all blend together. Yeah, it's like yeah, that's like a from two thousand probably eight to like twelve was really that just like you know hell. Of, that you know, went to so many games then. I went to so that's when I was South Tiger season ticket holder. So that was really in my wheelhouse when it comes to it. Yeah, because you know the South Tigers had some. We'll get to them in a couple minutes, but they had some, you know, that's when Hamannick was down there, Matt Martin, right? Those are the guys kind of right. working up with with the Sound Tigers. Uh, 
for Aaron Ness, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. They're in Ness, yeah. Justin, Brett Rashani. Oh, yeah, him too, right? Uh, where is else? he? I wonder where he was. Where are these guys now, you know? Yeah. Oh, and speaking of where are these guys now, um, Robert Nielsen retired. And I saw that. Yeah, you think, didn't he retire a couple years ago? Well, from the NHL, he went to play in Europe. Right. And 2003 will go down, and probably one of the best drafts of all time. They had right. so many tremendous players. You know, Marc-Andre Fleury was top pick. We all know what he's doing now. Islanders, I think they picked 15th that year. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy on the board. We all know him, Zach Parisi. We don't know his father or what he did in the playoffs with the Islanders. But unfortunately, their general manager was Mike Milbury. Yeah, but he would just left us and went to the wild. Well, you're probably right, but we would at least had those years rather than the 12 games or whatever. I don't even think Robert Nielsen played. Ended up being- I think the more egregious thing, though, Noel, wasn't that draft like in the second round they took some Russian guy and the next pick was Shea Weber? Yeah, they um, they butchered – trying to remember who who they take in the second round there. That it was year. some Russian who never even came over here. That's, that sounds familiar. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. That but speaking funny. of Sound yeah. Tigers, you, you went to yeah. the Sound Tiger dinner, right? Yeah, the, the Rooster Club, which, you know, my son Zach kind of uh, suckered me into joining a couple years ago. So just go. They do like a welcome dinner and they do like an after-season awards dinner every year. It's great. It's, it's a great time. You kind of hang out with the players. What they do is um, you sit down at the tables and each table has about two to three Sound Tiger players and they do – basically pull out a number of the hat, whichever player get, pulls the number, you sit at that table. So Zach really wanted Wallstrom. Yeah, he's okay. like, want to sit and blah, blah, blah. He had like an 8 by 10 He was just trying to, it's like, maybe he can follow me on Instagram. That's all he cared about. He's like, I'm going to ask him to follow <laughs> Instagram. I'm like, all right, go for it. You know, whatever. He'll say yes. Say God, no. He's such a nerd. He is. He totally is. But, can, can, you talk, can, you, can you talk to girls? You know what? The g- girls love him. They, the girls uh, love him. Does he, he love the girls? Not that there's anything wrong if he doesn't. Oh, no, absolutely not. No, he, he is so obsessed right now with hockey, you know, sports. Sports you need to You need to take a little step back. You can be, you can be obsessed with sports when you're 40. It, it'll, it'll happen. He needs to have a – have him call me. I think he needs to have a little chat with Uncle Dan. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Boy. Drunk it, uncle. Yeah. It, it'll happen. I just don't want to happen too soon. But um, Well, that, that's actually fine. You're right. Why rush this? Exactly. Exactly. He's only almost two and a half years to college, so it's like, slow down, please slow down. <laughs> but at the uh, the dinner, they take you know tickets out of the hat. You are so we the first one we got was Parker Weatherspoon, who okay defenseman or sometimes defenseman, been in the, in the um, got drafted I think 2015, maybe mistaken. Played with the Soundtrackers when he was 18. Been there for a while. Really good. Defenseman Young, still developing. Unfortunately, there's so many defensemen on this team. I'll get to him in a little bit. Said guy was first-round pick, Simon Holmstrom. Nice. Looks like he's 14. My son looks <laughs> bigger than him. But what they do is, which is really good, they to decorate ornaments for the holidays. And then at Sound Tiger Games, they auction them off. Proceeds go to charity. Correct, they yes. Sign in the back. They draw whatever. So Parker was sitting next to my daughter, Abby, and they were – working on it together and then you know simon was asking which i make you know this and that <laughs> so they both you know they very nice ornaments and if you go to the game i believe this saturday they're auctioning one and then i think the following friday 
after Thanksgiving. So proceeds just go to a great cause. I think was it John Stevens last year, son of the Kings head coach or former Kings head coach, I should say. He uh, made a great one last year. I think it went about 50 or $60. That's great. Yeah, so it was great. We, you know, got a couple, you know, in the last couple of years, so they're on a Hanukkah tree. <laughs> but, yeah, that uh, makes sense. Yeah, of course. But they um, left out candy, you know, around the table. So Parker was eating, like, this pumpkin, uh, was it pumpkin pie Kit Kat? Which is disgusting. Was, and I told him it was gross, and he, like, took one bite and, like, threw it away. But <laughs> had a bunch of Reese's uh, peanut butter cups, the mini ones, on the table. And um, we were just talking, like, these are the best candies ever, this and that. So Parker gave one to Simon Holmstrom, and he's like, what is this? And, and Parker's like, dude, what the fuck? How do you not know what a uh, you know, peanut butter cup? He's like, wait, what's in here? Chocolate? Peanut butter? He's like, the, is, you got to see this, the befuddled look on his face. It was priceless that he did not know what this candy was. But he opened it up. He ate it, loved it. So if he's a little sluggish next game, it means he bought like a jumbo size bag of peanut butter cups and ate them all. It just wow. This was priceless. You and, know what's funny? Um, Okay, because I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying, it's like something like something you just take for granted, and you never think. Like we have one of our interns at SNY. We were having uh, like a couple months ago, we were having quesadillas, and um, it comes with salsa. And she's like, "Well, I guess I'll try this." We're like, "We meet." Like, oh, I've never had salsa before. We're like, you're 23 years old, and you've never had salsa. How did you get through college? She's like, I don't know. She trains. Like, wait, she's like, wait, you've never had salsa? So that was like that. that that's what that reminds me of. Right. Wow. Okay. Some breaking news right now. What's the breaking news? And I'm not. This is not hockey related, but the uh, the Yankees. Yeah. Have just released Jacoby Ellsbury. Wow. He was still on the team. And it designated Greg Bird for assignment. So two guys who have been in the National for years. So yeah, I mean your center fielder from 2015, I guess, is now. uh, Gone. So um, no tribute video for him, no Yankeeography. <laughs> Don't retire his number, though. Well, yeah, it's, it's been retired for years now. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good point. When's Jacoby Ellsbury night? Yeah, exactly. The, the first uh, 5,000 fans will get either a bottle of Advil or an ace bandage or something like that. But, yeah, uh, that's, yeah, that was just news. But, yeah, back to the dinner for a second. They um, also did, which is kind of cool, each year they make the rookies kind of dance. And they do, like, yes. a stupid so what they did was before the loser of this challenge had to dance, but basically it was a trick and they all ended up dancing anyway. They had a big like poster board and they had to go around the whole table to get, or the, the whole uh, place getting signatures from, you know, the booster club members and the players. So they would go around and Parker Wilson would not sign anybody's. It was, it was just a couple of, you know, Simon Olsen hands like, get this out of my face. I don't, I don't I'm not signing this. Everyone would come over. So it was really funny when you have to see a player, say, like, you know, Simon Holmstrom or Alva Wallstrom, who, you know, have been asked for autographs for years, come up to you and ask for that, for your autograph. That's Which, actually really – that sounds like a lot of fun. It, it was fun. So Parker did, did – Did Noel give, like, anybody his silverware since he gets, he gets sticks for – I mean, sorry, did Zach give out his, like, silverware plates since, you know, he gets sticks from everybody? Yeah, exactly. He, you know, handed his plate and his crust for his pizza. He, he gave everything away. Did he but negotiate any stick deals here? He, well, he, he he hasn't been getting like a lot of sound tiger sticks lately. It's been mainly the other team. Well, what's up with that? 
I, you know, they probably just dismiss him. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. But um, he, he's working with Koibola, who now is with the Islanders. And he he's should still, get Holmstrom stick. Yeah, he's going to do that. He's going to also try to get uh, Wallstrom. So he's still still trying to work on those, on those right. guys. But um, Park Wars did end up signing Simon Holmstrom's. He signed in the back and just signed it so big that no one else can sign it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. He sounds like a character. We should have him on the show. He sounds hilarious. Yeah, he was great. So hopefully, um, and yeah, Mitchell Van Sample, who's out for the whole year, unfortunately, who was, mm. you know, probably on par with him, maybe a little higher. So, and other couple other guys, you know, Hickey's down there. He's Spashnaho. So he's still a little low on the pecking order, but who knows? I mean, he's still he's still young and he's. He's a character, and he's you know he's got a little uh, sandpaper in him too. That's so hilarious. It, it's good. So and also Seth Haldeson is a character. You know he's he's been on the uh, kind of the uh, I ninety five shuttle for a little bit, with mm-hmm. going back and forth. Um, some guys who weren't there. Andrew Ladd was not there. Hickey was not there. Uh, Tanner Fritz who's injured, and of course Josh Hosang. But <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't expect. Him. <laughs> What a way to end this. Well, you know, we should think about maybe we can do a uh, a Bridgeport oriented live show. Uh, you know, I wonder how our, follow- our our listeners would feel about that. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, probably do it at Two Roads or or Brewport. Yeah, Brewport's right across the street. I mean, that would yeah. be a good idea. You know, they uh, have the uh, Connecticut meetup. I don't, you know, the Islanders group. Yeah, we we should we should reach out to Dave. Maybe that that's something yeah. that could work. And if you guys, if you guys think it's a good idea, hit us up in the comment column on on Twitter and let us know if you think we should do one. I think we'd have a lot of fun with that. Maybe we yeah. do it like on like during like on a Monday when they're off. Maybe we can get somebody from the team, you know? Yeah, it would be cool. Um, I mean, now they've kind of changed a little bit of the media rules since Lou Lamarillo is taking over. So of course. Maybe, yeah, you know, of course they used to do a coaches show with uh, you know, Brian Thompson at uh, Vazi's. Each month, which which was I fantastic. Love yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, the dinner was hosted at the Vazis in the 19th hole. Yes, I've been there. Yeah, it's a great place. And um, yeah, so uh, good job by the Sound Tigers, and uh, hopefully Simon Holstrom didn't get too sick eating you know all those. <laughs> but uh, sp- speaking of live shows, Noel, when is ours again? Because I forgot. <laughs> uh, I believe, yeah, I believe it's January 4th. Right. And, and you know what? Offsides Tavern. And on the road against so the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they're, I guess, interim coach, right? Sheldon Keith. Oh, interim coach. And Russ Cohen of Sportsology will be joining us. Yes. He'll be uh, bringing some books. Uh, I think he's going to bring some baseball books and some hockey books. So um, he's written quite a few. So if there's anything there, he'll be there to sign them. You can purchase them as well. So more guests to be announced uh, as well. But, but Russ is going to be one of, is the first one signed up. So well, he'll be joining us. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, and make sure you bring your best uh, John Tavares meme, you know, whether it's on your jersey or a picture. There have been a lot of great ones on Twitter. If you bring them, it'll be some sort of prize, but we're looking forward to that night. Uh, Dan, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, Dan, Dan, Neural 78. And um, the first Noel 1-9. Be sure to check out all the great podcasts on the, uh, on the network, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> and, and on that note, then this show comes to a crashing end. <laughs>